0: What's up, everybody? I'm Justin maytat here with my sister, Melissa Matat. What's up? And we're here today with a special guest, Jordan Schoenberger from Jordan Plays Blue.
1: Hello. How's it going, and, everyone?
0: And we are Room 51, a podcast where we talk about all things board gaming. And today we're doing a Roll for Thought where we're going to be talking about things in board games that we like and would like to see more of.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So I was thinking about this topic for a good week, and I was trying to figure out, okay, what do I like that I guess I don't see all that often or would like to see more? And there was a couple of things, but I wound up settling on this one, I guess, kind of small topic, inserts. That comes straight out of the box in games. I don't have to make one. I don't have to buy another like uh, ultra expensive thing for it to have a nice insert. It just comes like that. And one of the games I was thinking about was Mechs versus Minions. I feel like that insert is fantastic. The production quality of the game is amazing. And that's something I would like to see more in board games. Another one that came to mind was... Century Golem edition. It's super simple. It looks very it, it looks nice and pristine and it's functional, right? It, you just have the gems, you take them out, which is another cool feature. The gems come in those little cups that you could
1: mm-hmm. use
2: for the table instead of me having to go find my own little like yeah. 99 cent cup thing, right?
1: Absolutely. To hold the components, mm-hmm.
2: so the insert is actually functional, which is also very cool. Yeah. So that was something that I was thinking about that I'd like to see more in board games.
1: Now I've never played Mex versus Minions. Is that like a game trays type insert, or what does that? Is it like a plastic molded type situation?
2: For which one? Mex versus
1: Minions. Mechs versus Minions.
2: Yeah, it is really cool. It yes, it's this like plastic mold whatever, but every so. I don't know if you've seen the pieces. There's a bunch of different little minions and they're miniatures. And there's different sculpts, right? So one might have like an axe holding it over the head. Some Mm -hmm. one might be like hugging his shield. But each minion goes into any little spot for any mold right it, oh, it doesn't and matter what fit. structure it's very cool
0: and it, it fits very cleanly each yes. one too it's not like oh they all fit but actually none of them fit yeah. <laughs> it's like no it fits very cleanly no matter which one it is
2: nice and it, it even comes like with a cover so nothing moves around which is fantastic
0: yeah the production yeah. quality in that team is just beyond me it's yeah. really nice
2: and it cuts down the setup time, because even with those inserts, the setup time is a little bit brutal with that game. But yeah. I can only imagine if it if it just came with like little plastic baggies for all those cry. minions, <laughs> I would cry. Yeah. yeah, I would throw up. <laughs>
1: the
0: setup and teardown for how much you have to lay out, it's not that bad to the point of you can set it up, play one mission, and tear it down, and you don't feel too bad. Like, oh man, I'm spending the same amount of time mm-hmm. uh, setting up and tearing out. it's like no it's not that bad for how much you're actually doing it's pretty good yeah. yeah
1: yeah and like what you're saying with century uh golem edition i i really do like when the games have like the um the storage solution includes something to put on the table yes. so uh recently i was playing ecos have you guys played ecos no, no. I, so, I know
2: and i really want to
1: it's a cool game but in ecos you actually create these cardboard um Uh, little boxes and you put all the Ah. little chits inside the boxes and you organize them and then you just pull it out of the box and you put it right on the table and everything is already uh, sorted for you. And that's, I think that's super cool and it was made out of cardboard and you literally just kind of like snap the pieces of cardboard together. Wow. And I haven't had any issues of it falling apart. I mean, you could just glue it to keep it uh, sturdy, but I think that is a really nice touch that I'm sure didn't cost them a whole lot to mm-hmm. do it because it wasn't like vacuum sealed plastic or anything right like that. it was just um just uh, an extra sheet of cardboard and i thought that was really cool back so when i started playing games in 2009 i started playing a lot and back then they uh the games often came with the plastic inserts that you see a lot but they were n- very rarely made for that game and so like i remember my uh old copy of Puerto Rico, I might still have, but it was like super clear that this was not made for Puerto Rico because the there were troughs in the plastic insert, but there were like Mm. too many troughs for the number of pieces in the box or not enough troughs or something. And so people would just toss the plastic insert and just bag everything, which makes it easy to put back in the box, but super hard to take the game out yeah and put like set up and tear down takes forever if you're using plastic bags um, yeah absolutely
2: it adds like another hour <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah feels like it yeah it does yeah
2: yeah I, d- I do hate that when like they come with this really crappy insert that i wind <laughs> up throwing away and it's like i kind of paid for that yeah thing you know
0: it, it feels like when a game doesn't put enough effort into the insert it does kind of like tarnish it for a second for me it's Mm -hmm. like it doesn't hurt the game actually but it's like i really would have appreciated just a little more effort here like you kind of only did
1: it halfway why not do it the full? it's gonna get some
2: sort of cardboard awesomeness that eco has
1: exactly i mean even like if you're not going to do it right i feel like you just shouldn't do anything at all So just have like one of those little cardboard box things that protects it in shipping or, you know, like when you open a box and it just has like a folded piece of cardboard that doesn't actually do anything. Um, Just put one of those in it. If you're going to put like a plastic insert that is not useful, just don't put it in at all. Just save the money and put it somewhere else.
2: That's true. I agree. Especially the ones that come with the crappy insert and the little plastic baggies. Just leave the baggies.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Skip, the, skip step one. Yeah. Go look to the bags. Don't try to fool anybody. Yeah.
0: I mean, the insert for uh, to Man and teller's Napoleon. It's are you aware of it, Jordan?
1: Oh right, yes. Um, uh, no.
0: It, it's really really good. Oh, so okay. uh, it gives you this, So there's like this little slit of cardboard that you that they used to hide. So when you lift it, you see just these massive baddies that you're going to throw all of your cubes into. <laughs> and then when you go for setup, you have to st- like search through all the cubes to find the specific ones you need that mm-hmm. have the specific troops you need. It really makes setup a blast. It's half the <laughs> game, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I love it. You get to play hide and seek before actually <laughs> playing the game. It's really
1: fun. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking when you were describing that? Have you guys played Small World? Yes. yes. Small World's insert, like, it's it's if it was just bags, that game would almost be unplayable.
2: Yes, that's true. <laughs> you no, know? I was, so, I actually recently got Small World, uh, and when I saw that it came with, you know, that little nice, like, I guess insert that is also functional, mm-hmm. I was filled with such joy. <laughs> I was, it's something fun too to like set up something because I don't think. It didn't come completely set up just yet. Uh, so just even setting that up for however long it took me was kind of fun for me personally. But knowing that, yes, that I'm going to be able to use this, setup is going to be a breeze. I just, I love that
0: absolutely and also i was even thinking i mean the first thing that came to mind for me when you said like something that you get to put on the table is the uh card tray that comes in wingspan but i Mm -hmm. guess, like any card tray in general i just really like you said before when you get to an insert that also gets to be put on the table and is used during the game it also adds like table presence to the game and it adds like this like i guess a little level of epicness to the game. Like, yeah. I don't know. It adds something to me for when you're playing the actual game.
2: That's true. Same for me, really.
1: Yeah, and it I mean, I think in like a game like Ecos, where it's cardboard, you they like printed it and it looked like, you know, an African uh you know woodwork on the outside of it. So it was oh, I mean, it's not cool. a super it's not a super thematic game, but right. it still like adds to the 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 setting, you know. Which is yeah, awesome. I'm sure. That's, yeah, that's awesome. That's
2: pretty awesome. Yeah, I like that. I dig it. You're kind of making me want to get eco now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I enjoy. I've only played it once. I enjoyed my first play of it, so I don't want to. I don't want to uh, speak too highly of it because you never know. But yeah, true. Fair enough. All right. All Justin,
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. I was we'll... gonna
1: say I can give
0: over my thing. So something that I noticed recently that I really liked in board games is uh i like sports themes so like because i'm a big sports fan i like watching baseball football formula one racing uh things like that i'm blanking now on the rest of the sports in the distance whatever though (laughs) um (laughs) i really enjoy sports and playing through sports themes and whatnot and i just find that there's not enough of a selection like yeah it exists it's there but you don't have enough of a good selection when you want to go and play a sports board game in my opinion Mm -hmm. and like a game like uh so first off racing i think you see a few times with like thunder alley championship formula racing downforce things like that racing i think is something pretty easy to emulate in board Mm -hmm. games and simulate that but so Baseball Highlights did something really cool with baseball. Blood Bowl, I haven't played it, but I hear it did something cool with football. Uh, I just would like, though, there to be more options, and it doesn't even necessarily need to emulate the sport for me. Like a Euro game where you're managing a baseball team would be awesome for me. I would love playing through that. So, yeah, that's my pitch for this role for Thought.
2: That sounds really cool. I would love to do that. I think there is some sort of, like, manager game for baseball or something but if it went into like really like some depth like you said like a euro game um where maybe you're recruiting whatever maybe there's some worker placement in there or something whatever uh that would be cool it'd be cool too because there's so many euro games where it's like trading in the middle east or whatever but this could be trading in the mlb you know
0: exactly yeah yeah like a lot of them use merchants why not turn into something
1: like the general manager yeah Mm -hmm.
2: that'd be pretty sick
1: you could even have like a yeah like a drafting game where you're creating your team almost like you know role play or you're setting up your character or whatever and then you don't actually do anything with it you could like (laughs) draft, draft your team and you don't even have to play the football game you just draft the team yeah, has, no, I, that sounds actually really awesome.
2: Yeah, Justin, yeah. are you writing this down?
1: Oh,
0: absolutely. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm using all this as my idea, obviously. Great. Yeah,
1: just just put me in the credits. We're good.
0: Ah, uh, no. we'll see, we'll see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you guys, when you guys gave me this topic, that one of the things that I had thought about was just, and this this won't be mine now because you mentioned this, but just <laughs> games with themes that are like just not nerdy themes. Mm. Um, yeah. Because I think. There's a lot of people in the hobby, and I probably put myself in in this that I didn't come into board games from another nerdy hobby. So I didn't come from Magic. I didn't come from D and D. I didn't come from those types of things. I didn't read those types of books. I don't. I've I've watched like maybe three superhero movies in my entire life. I've never read a comic oh, wow. book. Wow. Like, but I still like board games. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, Fascinating. Like- <laughs> But like the new Marvel game that's on Kickstarter, I I just kinda of shrug. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. But like mm-hmm. just games like we you mentioned Wingspan before. Like Wingspan is a super cool theme. If it was a sports theme, that would be really cool. You know, like uh, I don't know. I'm just really attracted to those kind of more interesting interestingly themed games um that just aren't you just don't see a lot of it because I think a lot of people think that, you know space or fantasy are just more accessible so people will buy those but i think it might be more accessible if you slap on something kind of weird that will yeah. attract other people
2: that is true and i you know obviously we've seen that with wingspan the total mm-hmm. takeover it has had yeah. Yeah. um yeah i guess to really reach the masses it, i guess you're right like it should be there are more games that aren't just about these nerdy themes right because like mm-hmm. you said anybody could play board games that they're into it i guess that's also why people love monopoly right it's not like this yeah. nerdy theme mm-hmm. at yeah. all it's relatable for a lot of people
0: yeah. yeah and also like i think board game publishers and designers and whatnot shouldn't be too scared to do that because honestly themes with like zombies with fantasy with space and whatnot it's all been done before and i'm not against new ones coming out of course like i'm down to play them i enjoy those themes Mm -hmm. but i'm also dead Like i I get more excited when i hear a unique theme when i heard that wingspan was about birds and there's even objective cards where the wingspan of the bird matters that sounded cool to me and i i don't care one bit about birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: awesome. like when I remember when Clank came out, I was super not interested in Clank and I didn't play it until I went to like a a board game cafe and we were just looking at games and somebody was like one of the staff was like oh, I'll teach you how to play Clank and I was like Ugh, oh okay. <laughs> I, lo- I love Clank. Like it is so good. But like the art and theme had no interest in me. But then a game like uh Race for El Dorado which is pretty similar, a deck building game where you're racing to do go, get from point A to point B. I mean, right. on the surface, they're pretty similar. I was way more excited to try Race for Eldorado than I was, or whatever <laughs> Quest, for, Quest for Eldorado just than well, I was for right. Clank, but it just because of the theme, you know, because I was not super interested in delving in a dungeon with a dragon but exploring <laughs> the the jungles of central or south america or wherever was way more interesting right
2: that's true yeah that's Absolutely. even like uh with Predaporter, i mm-hmm. on, i do not care yeah. about fashion in the least and when the game came out uh i was like you know that's actually that's pretty dope uh, especially targeting audiences that are into that right and yeah expanding it and they didn't make it like this like frilly little stupid game right to be cute they made it a euro game and a nice a pretty like deeply strategic one at that which is really awesome Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i I would call that at minimum a a medium weight game right yeah minimum and i also i'm looking at like the icon of size because i have the digital dish on my computer i'm thinking about how like that theme is like kind of odd and a little out there and abstracted out a little bit and i think like themes like that also i would like to see even more of that where they kind of just make up their own thing like they combine a couple of stuff and they make up their own theme i enjoy that also i think that's really fun
2: but yeah sports
0: yeah (laughs) that's my thing like with baseball i i love baseball and i would love a game outside of like baseball Highlights 24 5 like i i want options there what if i'm craving a baseball game i don't want my only option to be baseball highlight 2045 even though i love that game i want more options there
2: yeah Mm -hmm. i want games that are even better right because baseball highlights 2045 i find that to be a fine game i like it a lot but for it to be, like, the best one or the one most talked about in this, yeah. I'm like, damn, I I feel like maybe we could do better, right?
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I Honestly, for me, in my head, the best one would be something like a general manager game where you're really yeah. managing your team with other players uh, at the table and stuff, making trades and whatnot, doing things like that. I think that's what I envision to be a really great
1: baseball game. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Cool. So since you you had the theme one, I'll go with um, I wasn't sure if you guys, when you asked the question, we're talking about like mechanisms in games. And I didn't want to talk about that. So I'm glad you guys haven't. So <laughs> I, I wanted uh, I would love when companies have s- kind of standard box sizes. So mm. um, huh. I'm, not, I'm not saying like across the industry, like every everybody needs to put a- games in these size boxes. But I really like when a company has, you know, like Days of Wonder, all of their boxes come in the ticket to ride size box, or yep. now they have the size smaller with the ticket to ride New York, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, but like um, uh, one of my favorite companies is Lookout, which does a lot of those um, like Agricola, La Havre. They have yeah. that kind of size oh. box, which is kind of like the bookshelf box. But then they also have like their two player line that's in a little square box. So, if I own multiples of those games, they just stack right on top of each other or s- stand on the shelf right next to each other perfectly. And it's not like a numbered set. I don't feel like I need to own them all. But if I do own them all, they look really nice together.
2: <laughs> that is true. I actually didn't even quite think of that, how like each of these companies making certain size boxes. Mm hmm. Other than Days of Wonder. Days of Wonder I thought of, but the other ones, yeah, you're right. Like Lookout and everything. I didn't even think of that.
1: And some, I think, so it depends on the, I think some companies like Stronghold or uh, maybe Renegade, like some of those companies that bring games over, like port games over into English from other countries, their boxes are all over the place. Like if I um, (laughs) like Stronghold, they're just like all over the place and like I think renegade also they're just all over the place but the companies that like produce their own games um I think they typically do do that and I just really appreciate when they kind of have that similar look and size on the shelf because then I'm more likely to put your games together and I think that's I don't know it's aesthetically pleasing yeah
0: <laughs> absolutely Your the collection of board gaming it, it's a nice thing to look at and like if you don't have your own collection, it might seem like a little like, eh, I, I you didn't see why, but it's a little silly. But it's like nah, it's it's nice to look at your shelves and be like, mm-hmm. Man, this looks really pretty, but if your board game sizes are all over the place, it's nowhere near as aesthetically pleasing. So I definitely see what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely like like you were talking about a collector's dilemma sort of thing. Yeah. If I'm not a board game, collector or only have like a couple or a few it's not really a big deal uh because even some companies will come out like with these really weird shapes oh my
1: gosh yeah (laughs) like five five minute minute (laughs) (laughs) dungeons.
2: i guess it's supposed to look like a a timer yeah an hourglass like
1: yeah
2: and (laughs) I guess if I wasn't a collector and I kind of just picked that game up, I'd be like, oh, wow, cool, cool shape, whatever. But now that I have a shelf, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this?
1: No, I (laughs) I review uh, on my Instagram and stuff. I review a lot of like really uh, small games, quick games. And some of the uh, some of these games just come in the most ridiculous packaging. And a lot of them are real are good games. Like there's this one game that you, I think you can buy at target called ramen fury. I've okay. seen it. It's a, um, it's just this little card game kind of feels sort of like sushi go, but um, it has a ramen theme, which is fun. Yeah, pack- not- it literally comes in a, in a, in a met like a metallic bag that looks like a package of ramen. Oh, no. oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm looking at it online. This <laughs> it's, <laughs> like le- legitimately like you tear off like you tear off part of the package and it has like a ziplock on one oh, side wow. <laughs> and there's a there's a tuck box inside so it has some like physical shape to it but mm-hmm. like I don't own it I refuse to own that game I'm sure oh my so, yeah like, you know like I will give those games to my siblings because they don't care what <laughs> their shelves look like <laughs> I can still play them but I will not own that game
2: yeah <laughs> I mean, I guess kudos for some sort of creativity. No, it's sure, not it doesn't work.
1: Well the thing like when you're selling in a big store like Target or whatever and it's on the end thing with like Uno, you need to stand out a little bit because Uno's got the name recognition, but this right. one looks looks funny. Right. So I'm gonna get this one. Yeah. So I <laughs> you gotta stand out. It's just one of the most annoying things for yeah. the owner to have to deal with now. What yeah. about uh, when
0: having a game in, like, a bad, so, like, Hive Potted or if you get Love Letter mm-hmm. in a bad, things like that? Are you all right with that? Like, will you keep that? I guess I wouldn't I, keep it on the shelf, though, but yeah. Yeah,
1: I think, like, I own I own the main, the big version of Hive. okay. It came in a box but has a bag inside the box. So, uh. I... <laughs> I keep the bag inside the box.
2: <laughs> but like, um,
1: like Buttonshy has those wallet games.
2: Uh huh. And
1: they huh. they stack okay, but it is kind of annoying. I wish they came in boxes. Um. Yeah. But they they stack okay and well enough. Yeah, I would say if I had enough of those bag things and I just had like one of those, like a basket or something to toss them in, I probably wouldn't care as much or a drawer. Yeah, but, that's what I'm yeah, I. Yeah, just
2: yeah. Now, how would you feel if you got something from a company, and they had all their games the same size box and whatever, but they were all in tin boxes?
1: Oh, just throw it out. Just throw it out. <laughs> I don't. Oh, uh, I hate tins, so I don't. I don't know. I would give them to my. I would give them to my sisters. <laughs> I would play it, enjoy it, and pass it on, and play it whenever I'm over there.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, so, I, it's I, yeah. Go for it.
1: Yeah, a sushi go and forbidden uh, island, island. I owned, I owned at certain points and passed them on. They are in my sister's collections now because I, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it.
0: Am I yeah. wrong? I thought I heard that sushi go, they're switching boxes to like cardboard. But I might be completely wrong about that. that. Might be a different game or something.
1: Oh, I don't know. If they do, well, I will well. buy it again. I would love to own Sushi Go, but I in a tin, I can't do it. So
0: I might be wrong in just thinking of sushi roll. Oh, I don't that's, know. Sushi. That is in a box. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a box. So I might be wrong. I don't know.
2: I know for us for Forbidden Island, so we own it. We have a couple of shelves and then we have a closet where we kind of like stick no. some games in, and that's where Forbidden Island <laughs> is. Yeah. Which is also why it doesn't quite get played all that much because it's not in the open.
1: But the company, they put it in a tin so that it would like stand out. Yeah. But if you're not willing to display their product after you buy it, it's not doing what it needs to do.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. I know I was even I brought it to uh, my class today to use. And I found it so unruly to bring it, because I, I work in the city, and I had to take the train, and it was in a bag with other games that I was bringing. And I was just so afraid, first of all, of it opening, because when it's in a tin can, they don't they can't make it that it completely overlaps down to the bottom. It's just right. like this little lid. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know how to put it in the bag without damaging the other games. And I was just like, man, this is really awful.
1: Ugh. I know. The struggle's real. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gamer problems. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this has been another roll for thought. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Melissa McCack. Let us know what you would like to see in board gaming. Uh, Jordan, where could people find you?
1: Um, I have an Instagram on uh, handle at JordanPlaysBlue. I also have a YouTube that I update sometimes by the same name. And I also am a Dice Tower contributor uh, for Board Game Breakfast and some other uh, videos that they do. Uh, Currently, I'm doing a series on gaming definitions.
2: Sweet. Thank you so much for being here, Jordan. It was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it was fun.
2: All right. And you've been listening to Room 51.
0: Every time we have a guest, I get like you know, uh, I don't know, starstruck
1: or something. Oh, so. I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. When I met Tom Vassell, he had the same reaction with me. So <laughs> that's not true at all. Actually, he scolded yeah. me last, the first time we met, and then
2: did he you really?
1: There. yeah, it was funny.
2: What did he scold you about?
1: <laughs> I met him. I met him for the first time before the cruise. And he walked up because I had posted something in the Slack channel about my video not getting posted. He mm-hmm. walked up. He didn't even say hello. He just put his hand out to shake it and said, if your video is not posted on Thursday, it's going to post on Monday.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> <And> that's the <laughs> yeah.
1: first thing he said to me. I was like, nice to meet you, too, Tom.